This week's edition of the Northeast Newscast is brought to you by the Kansas City Renaissance Festival. Open 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. every weekend through October 15th, rain or shine. Enjoy free parking, theme weekends, 20 stages of live entertainment, and dozens of family-friendly activities. To learn more or to plan your trip to the Kansas City Renaissance Festival, visit kcrenfest.com. Welcome back to the latest edition of the Northeast Newscast. I'm your host as always, Paul Thompson, and I'll be joined this week by Pendleton Heights Neighborhood Association President, Jessica Ray. We'll begin the episode by plugging the Neighborhood Association's Party in the Park before moving on to discussion about the Pendleton Flats housing development and future developments along the Paseo Gateway Corridor. Ray also discusses the businesses she'd like to see move into the neighborhood, where she thinks Pendleton Heights will be five or ten years in the future, And finally, the latest developments between Pendleton Heights Neighborhood and Kansas City University. Without further ado, my conversation with Pendleton Heights Neighborhood Association President, Jessica Ray. All right, Paul Thompson sitting here, actually in the Northeast News office. Uh, We're here with Jessica Ray. She was gracious enough to come visit us at our office for this podcast. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. And uh, for those who don't know, Jessica is the president of the Pendleton Heights Neighborhood Association, highly involved in a lot of things that are happening in the Northeast, and we're going to talk about it. So I appreciate the time, and let's just jump right into it. Yeah. First things first, this weekend, Saturday the 16th, we'll be doing Party in the Park. Yes. That's a Pendleton Heights kind of focused event, right? Yeah, so um, the Neighborhood Association is sponsoring the event in addition with um, Neighborhood Tourist Development Fund, Bikewalk KC, um, and then some additional input from the Independence Avenue CID and Chamber and Brincher Development um, is also sponsoring. Harmony Project's going to perform, so they're involved. Um, So yeah, we're really excited. It's our first annual kind of big event in the park. We're hoping to um, keep it going and expand it as we move forward, but... Is something that's hopefully hopefully going to become an annual event? Is that what you're thinking? Or something even more often than that? Yeah, so our resident who's coordinating it ran the Hyde Park Children's Film Festival for many years. Yeah, Yeah, so she's excited to kind of start um, moving the same energy to Kessler Park and into Pendleton Heights. And we decided, at least for the first event, to do more than just a movie and and hope to get more people out by other things going on. So um, we brought Bikewack Casey on board. They're going to do a bike repair workshop starting at 3, and then we're going to do a family fun ride on Cliff Drive at 4. So we're encouraging kids, families, whomever, bring your bikes out, get them tuned up, and then come ride with us. There's still a lot of people in the city who have never seen Cliff Drive and have never ridden on it, so we're excited to show that off in a group setting. Um, It'll be a really leisurely ride, so it's good for kids. Not for for hardcore uh, No, it's not a hardcore. I mean, if people want to ride back and forth seven times while we're riding, (laughs) they're more than welcome to do it. Um, But, yeah, so it's just supposed to be fun for the whole family. I have a bad history of bike riding, uh, almost a phobia at this point, so I don't know if I'll be joining there, but uh, I'll take pictures of somebody else doing it. Well, they're going to bring some um, rental bikes out for the day, so if you don't have a bike, you can also um, come ride a B-cycle bike. If you want to bring your own gear. Yeah, you can bring your own tennis shoes and jump on a B-cycle bike and um, enjoy Cliff Drive that way. So come out even if you don't have a bike. So we're talking a a bike event. It sounds like you're encouraging people to bring picnic stuff, 
Yep, bring a picnic. We'll do yard games after the bike ride so that people can ride as long as they want. If you need to turn back early, not a problem. And then bring blankets and chairs and a picnic, and we'll have yard games, and you can just hang out in the park until dusk, and then Harmony Project will play, and then um, the movie will start as soon as it's dark enough. And where's the movie going to be played? Can you maybe describe what that's going to look like? And the movie, I believe, yeah. is Ghostbusters. It's the Ghostbusters. one that came out in yes. 2016. Yes. The Paul yes. Pye, uh, Kristen Wiig-led one? Yes, gotcha. exactly, exactly. So if the, for those who are familiar with Gate 2 of Cliff Drive, mm-hmm. right across the street, basically from the gate, is the basketball court. Mm-hmm. So the screen's going to be on the basketball court or right next to it, and then the hill goes up from there, which is perfect theater-style seating. Nice. So you'll be able to sit all along that hill and watch the so your projector screen then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Have you had a chance to see the movie before? I have seen the movie, but it's been a while, so I'm excited to watch it again. Uh, okay. It was better than I expected. All right. Yeah. yeah see, it's I haven't seen it yet, and that's a you know that's a beloved franchise for me. You know, I grew up on that, the original. I, so I think that's why it's good that they changed it to women and made it different. If they had just kept it like the exact same, knock formula, off everyone would have been mad. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> sure. They reinvented it well. Right. Especially if you know the the leads from the original were involved or something of that nature. Right. I think there probably would have been some rioting. So exactly. you're probably right on that. Yeah. Point. It was a good move. So yeah. So, it's going to be really fun. Excellent. Now, this is for anybody to come to. Anybody. Absolutely anybody. No any, no cost or anything of that nature? No cost. We're going to do um, desserts available. We were going to have food trucks, but our food truck canceled. So pack a picnic, mm. and um, we'll have bathroom facilities, and dessert will be provided, and everything everything's free. So. Cool. Well, Bush League move on the on the food trucks part, but I think I you've know. got everything else settled, so it sounds pretty it's good. It's going to be fine. Picnics are fun, too. Yeah. Well, and uh, you mentioned really a litany of partners. Can you maybe describe how this thing came about aside from, uh, was it just this one member of your neighborhood association who came from Hyde Park? Well, so we've been talking a lot about doing activities in the park, and our comment in Pendleton Heights a lot is, that sounds great, can you coordinate that? Mm -hmm. And over and over people are like, yeah, I don't have time for that. It's like, thank you for your idea. (laughs) Um, But this conversation was going on kind of starting last fall of, Mm. you know, just some trouble again in the park. It's mm-hmm. a story in Northeast over sure. and over and yep. um, the same comment of we should do something and the Neighborhood Association saying we're happy to get behind that if you'll coordinate right. it. And, right. um, we have uh, a great email list of people we can reach right. with yeah. the information once you've provided all of it for right. us. So um, Emilio said, you know, I have experience doing this. I'd love to start a film fest up here. And so she did the NTDF app and the neighborhood backed it. And we um, helped recruit some other people to throw funding in. And um, originally we were just going to do a movie. And then as we were talking about it, we're like, well, that's two hours in the park. Like, it would be nice to get out there in daylight and introduce people night, to some. Yeah. yeah, introduce people to some other aspects of the park around us. And so um, we talked to Bikewack KC who was excited to jump in. They helped us with Better Block a few years ago and did a mm-hmm. bike workshop and we had a really good turnout, lots of neighborhood kids, and so they were excited cool. to do a similar thing again. Yeah, and I, I've actually uh, been to one of the block parties that you guys did last year, mm-hmm. and it was a blast. There's a ton of kids there. Yeah. A uh, very diverse group and just a lot of people having a lot of fun and cooking out, uh, closing yeah. down a block, yep. which I guess I understand. I, I hate to turn the subject so quick, but no. yeah. uh, I think you told me right before we started that you will be hosting another such block party on October October 7th of yep. this year? Yeah, so October 7th, we're going to do that block party again, shut mm-hmm. down the block, um, have a lot of different things going on, and we're combining that with a welcome party for Pendleton Flats, which is 
um, first residents are moving in this weekend to yeah. that newly renovated property. So we're really excited about that and had talked about doing a welcome party in August and then construction got delayed and mm-hmm. it ended up kind of at the same point that we already had our block party scheduled. So we just oh. decided to combine the two events, make it a bigger party, and um, we're excited about that. So if anybody is listening who is a new resident over at Pendleton Flats, it's an open invite to hang out at the block party on October 7th. Yeah, mark your calendar and we'll get official invites out to you shortly. Cool. Uh, actually, while we were talking about Pendleton Flats, that was one of my, my items I wanted to talk to you about anyways. Yeah. Because that's been in construction for a while. It's going to be, I know it's the second, technically the second, um, I guess, the first one would have been the Rose Hill townhomes. Uh, this one is actually a renovation. I think it's just about $5 million was the, was the, the cost of the renovation. I think so that's about right. Part of the $30 million choice neighborhood grant uh, come from a federal housing and urban development uh, really initiative to try to just increase affordable housing options, specifically in the Paseo Gateway Corridor. This is going to be the first one to open right here in the Northeast. I think the Rose Hill that townhomes one is kind of on the other side of Paseo. Yeah. It's not as much uh, in the, the site and in the minds of people that are in It's not in as much of a neighborhood setting, right. you know, being on Admiral and, and more adjacent to businesses. So sure. this is um, definitely the first community-based property opening, and we're, we're so excited. That property, um, from the very first meetings when we were planning, for everybody who's been planning this for five years before right. it actually happened mm-hmm. from our very first meetings we said that's fine we'll get on board as long as you take care of this property uh-huh. and um that was met with eh, it's only 30 units and eh, eh, and so finally hemming and hawing yeah hemming and hawing and so finally when svn moved in there and you started to see positive progress on brooklyn as mm-hmm. houses were restored in the four and five hundred block and you could really you started to see the big discrepancy between what that property was as it continued to deteriorate and the rest of that area continued to improve. Right. So finally, it, you know, when Brinshaw came to the table and drove the neighborhood and looked at, the, at it, they were like, yeah, you're right. That's the absolute biggest mess in your neighborhood. Right. We'll we can't have that it. here. We're, yes. we're trying to build something bigger and better for yes, people in the north. Exactly. So you're super descri- excited. Can you maybe describe uh, in some more detail? Because that would have been really... I mean, since I've been here, that was prepped for renovation. What was that like at its worst, the the, the former (laughs) Pendleton Flats? So uh, we called it Cabrini Green for years. It was um, when we first started pushing on this, the southern building wasn't fully vacant yet. Um, Mm -hmm. Then there was a fire in that building, and it was boarded and then full of squatters. And then um, I think by the end, there were two apartments that were legitimately leased, and there were at least a dozen apartments with squatters in them and lots of traffic back and forth into Independence Plaza Park, dealing and all kinds of other crap. Right. The worst, most nefarious activities that you can imagine. Yes. And fights on the lawn and terrible management. And it was just a huge, a huge mess. So we had officers clean it out more than once and then we had neighbors on that block who were calling the police every night over people crawling in and out and seeing flashlights and everything else so um it's been it's been amazing to have that progress there and i was in there last night and the apartments are beautiful and it's going to be a really great place for everyone who moves into it so it's awesome to see no i mean i can only imagine that juxtaposition based on what you told me and i've heard other stuff and other details from people that are salacious and nefarious as well but uh, i will say the same I, i went in there and got a chance to check it out a couple of weeks ago I think when people get a chance to see what it looks like on the inside, I mean, it's already coming together on the outside. They're working on landscaping now. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're getting people moved in very shortly, but on the inside, 
They're amazing. I mean, you're yeah, talking a two bedroom unit. Yeah. I mean, close to a thousand square feet. Maybe not. Maybe not that far, that big, but close right, right up least. there. Yeah. yeah. Two bedrooms. Yeah. They got a washer dryer and unit. They got parking in back. Yep. Uh, they'll have a courtyard out front. Uh, Great you, kitchens. Nice big kitchen. Good storage. They've right. got like a hall closet and a coat closet. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if, it, if it's the same for you. I was pretty jealous of it. I was wondering, can I get out of my lease right now? Or yeah. what do I need to do to get there? But yeah. uh, it's pretty cool. And I'm talking to uh, Todd Lieberman with Brin Show. It sounds like there are still a few openings, but applications are coming in quick. And I think they've got yes. about half the units leased there. Half of them are officially leased. And like you said, applications are coming in quickly now that mm-hmm. you can see them turning the final corner and people right. have some assurance that they'll actually get to move in, the applications right. are coming in really quickly. And I think word of mouth there is really strong too. I mean, yes. that's what I've been kind of ranting and raving about it uh, since I've been in there. It's just like, wow, people are going to love this when they see it. it it's really nice on the inside. Yeah. And I, you know, I know there's, whenever there's mixed use developments going on in places, everybody is like, a, you know, wondering whether or not it's going to look good or whether or not the aesthetic is going to match what the neighborhood wants. I think they've done a really good job with this one. And I think it will get people who may be a little bit reticent to get behind this project. Uh, I think it will give them pause and it will probably turn a lot of minds and change a lot of thought processes with how successful maybe this is going to be. Cause yeah, I mean, you know, the proof will be in how well it's managed, but right. we're excited to have a good relationship from the beginning with the management company. They're mm-hmm. going to put um, building captains in um, and then the neighborhood's going to put like a building liaison in place or a complex liaison in mm-hmm. place who has a strong relationship with the building managers and, and hopefully set a model for what it can look like for um, an apartment complex having a strong relationship with the community. So we've already started talking about advertising community garden plots. It's only two blocks from our community garden right. and, mm-hmm. and things along those lines. So we're just we're excited to be able to start a partnership at the beginning instead of trying to come in after patterns are already developed. Right. And and so, yeah, and like you said, the units are beautiful. The, the yeah, interior design nice. is good. They're gray instead of beige inside. Like, mm-hmm. Right, yeah. <laughs> that sounds little, but it's a big deal. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, they're pretty bright in, inside. And yeah, like the lighting is good. Yeah. The balconies are great. High ce- relatively high ceilings. Relatively high ceilings, yeah. yeah. I mean, and like you mentioned, with uh, I think the biggest thing is probably uh, not to be overlooked, the fact that you know the property manager. There, there's going to be a relationship built in from the get-go instead of you trying to establish a relationship with a harried property manager who's pulling right. out his hair and just trying to keep up with maybe just a churn of squatters and residents who aren't paying their rent and and just trying to keep up with something that's already pretty far gone. Right. Absolutely. Well, interesting. And and I guess the other one that's coming up for those who aren't following it as closely as you and I, because I know we've been kind of on this thing for a while now, but uh, Pendleton Flats is the first one, but you got Pendleton Arts Block coming up really soon too. They're doing some of the environmental stuff right now. Yeah. And they'll start tearing out the the old filling station, right? Yes, hallelujah. We're ready to solve that problem. It's been uh, more of a haven than it should have been for some... What's been the biggest issue with with that spot there? Just like anything else. When it's vacant and especially on the avenue, you just end up with people sleeping and (laughs) squatting and other activities that we won't talk about on air. Sure, (laughs) I could imagine. Well... How excited are you to see that one get going, especially now that you've seen how, how good a job they've done with Yeah, the really class. excited, and especially just the whole concept and the way it will contribute to our arts culture in the neighborhood and um, the design and 
concept was put together with artists in the neighborhood, which is really fun. They got to give input to live workspaces and amenities and all of that and to bring Charlotte Street in. Um, it's just yeah. going to be a really, really cool space and to give kids an opportunity to live and learn um, in that kind of environment. Um, we're just super excited about. So, you know, it's a, it's a strong example of a developer and a government funded development really talking and understanding the neighborhood and we think that's unique and um, doesn't happen a lot and we have a huge appreciation for for Bryn Shores listening to us and then soliciting additional input along the way and putting together something that we think is going to be really cool. Yeah and I think um, for anybody who has had a chance to work with Bryn Shore or the housing authority on this thing uh, I think most people who have had a chance to have a, a pretty good relationship with them understand that they're in there for the right reasons and they're doing things the right way. So yeah. it, I find it hard to believe that, that people wouldn't be satisfied with what the end product is there and just excited to see what happens. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I guess the, the whole point of this, right, the Paseo Gateway and creating these extra affordable housing options in, in the Northeast ideally is going to spur economic development. And I, I wanted to ask you about that, uh, particularly what you think the momentum is like now on the avenue and in the historic Northeast more generally, and what you think the next development shoe is to drop after this, these sets of projects are completed. Yeah, I think it's interesting because we talk a lot in Pendleton Heights about how our housing continues to grow and be strong despite at least in our neighborhood, a relative lack of amenities. You know, oh, yeah. we've got the basics. We have a dry cleaner. We have a drugstore. We have, you know, mm -hmm. all of all of those basics, but not a lot of just entertainment or, you know, the places that people go on Saturday night. Right. So um, it'll be interesting to go to into the urban core for that. Right, like which we're downtown. really close to, and that's yeah. okay. We all go to River Market a right. lot or Westport or wherever, and, mm -hmm. and that's fine. But it also means we don't have the, many of those service jobs and that kind of thing in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So I, I think we're going to continue to see, like, at some point we'll get a coffee shop. I mm -hmm. mean, that's a reality of every urban neighborhood. Knock on wood, right? Yeah. yeah. And... Um, yeah, so I think, you know, there are patterns between all of the different neighborhoods in the Northeast and, and people go to different places. And um, I think, you know, at least for the young professionals who have moved into Pendleton, most of us work downtown um, or even out south on the Kansas side. And so mm -hmm. we rarely venture east for better or for worse. So yeah. um, it'll just be interesting to see how that continues to grow and change. I think what happens at the Paseo intersection um, is going to be really interesting. So right. get that realigned, see what the property lines are going to end up looking like there, get Shoto down. And then that, that development at the Shoto site um, is really going to be what ties the Northeast to Columbus park and river market. Right. And we have talked a lot about wanting it to be walkable and accessible and, you know, lots of things have been thrown out that have giant parking lots, which we have highly discouraged. You know, we want that connection to make that trip um, easier on foot or on a bike or, you know, right now you just kind of cars fly through there and, right. and it's not a great um, connection. And then they all converge at that Paseo and Independence Avenue intersection and yes. it's just kind of a mess, especially coming off the highway there. Yes. If you've ever been on that bridge trying to take a left on oh, yeah, the Paseo on the west side of the street there, you know what I'm talking about. It's a, it's a harrowing experience. That, you know, yes. I've done that before and you just have to keep inching and inching until you think that 
the person who's flying up over the over the uh, outside of the interstate or interstate on the ramp there is going to just hit you. So right, yeah, right. It's pretty scary, and hopefully that it can is. get fixed as well. Yeah, so that'll all get fixed and realigned, and then we'll kind of see. That's that's the opportunity for big development. You right. know, we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of developable land, so it's going to mm. have to be adjacent to the neighborhood, but. Yeah, I mean, I think we're unique in that we've got grocery stores and we've mm-hmm. got some cafes and we've got, you know, the things that we need. Right. But as the neighborhood continues to grow and we continue to move people into formerly vacant houses, mm-hmm. um, you know, eventually we'll have enough to justify some additional just entertainment options. Yeah, some sort of more luxury items, not necessarily exactly. just the needs, but the wants, right? Exactly. I mean, we just, you know, want to get a beer. Right, exactly. It's somewhere <laughs> where you feel safe and where you can, everybody knows your name, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so what's your dream scenario then for the former Shoto side? I don't know. Besides we, Amazon. No, <laughs> I don't think it's nearly big enough. But no, no, what would you think? That's another option with a giant parking. Right, yeah, that would. Just um, be you know, probably just kind of a continuation of River Market to see some additional restaurants and shops, and mm-hmm. you know, we have we actually have some dreams of an urban farming supply store. Oh, cool! There we go. <laughs> so that's, that's the dream. I don't know about there, but somewhere, so right. that we don't have to drive to Independence to buy chicken feed. Right. Um, but you know, I think there are some unique things that could draw people into the neighborhood that that we don't already have. So right. I guess that would be, be one example. Uh, how important is that connection between Columbus Park and Pendleton Heights? We think it's really important because part of the reason people live in our neighborhood is just the connection to downtown, but it's still more affordable than Columbus Park, Mm -hmm. obviously more affordable than River Market, more green space. Um, So, but people want those amenities and those connections to downtown. That's a lot of the reason why, why they live where they live. So, um, you know, people ride their bikes to River Market on Saturday morning, and it's always a little harrowing. Right. And um, we have friends who have walked from River Market to our house, and they're like, it's a little scary once you get past the edge of Columbus Park. Right. But it's not that far. Right. It's and just not that far. Right. It's so it, it just feels far because there's just kind of a sad wasteland in between. It's almost like, and people are flying by, too, and it's just like between highway connectors, and you just feel like people are treating it like a race car track. Exactly, exactly. Um, So, just some pedestrian improvements and amenities along the way would make it feel like a more walkable corridor, and it would be better for KCU students and for everybody in that in that area and you've got the cliff drive connector trail that that they're still working on it it was supposed to be done i think (laughs) nine years ago yeah well this fall but yeah (laughs) i mean when i first talked to them last year and they actually got the funding for it and there was kind of a mini celebration going on but i think they did caution at the time that hey it's not not very easy terrain it's going to be a little problematic right i'm not actually sure how far along they are i should probably double check last thing i heard was october right but that seems you know, that optimistic. Might mean February. I, I don't know. Yeah, that was a. And I talked to yeah. somebody more recently than that, but yeah, I, it seems like maybe October might be a little optimistic. But yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll we're, exci- we're excited to have that done. I think that will that will be a good thing. But I think having um, a more visible connection will be important as well. Well, I wanted to ask you specifically. I know it's important these connectors, but uh, if you when you look at Pendleton Heights itself these days and talk to people who are moving in and buying property there now. What are you hearing and what most excites you about the trajectory? 
So, a couple of things. One, we're hearing that they love location, they love the houses, they love the relative affordability. You know, Kansas City kind of overall, the housing market has um, increased in value relatively quickly in the urban core, mm -hmm. and the supply has gone down very fast. So we right. have a number of friends who are like, we've offered on nine houses and not gotten any of them. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's been kind of fun to see that competition happen in the neighborhood sure. and people who are on waiting lists and buy before it's listed and all of that because three years ago it wasn't that way. Moves to get into yeah. a property that they really want or a house yeah. that they can't wait to go rehab. Yeah. So, you know, two, three years ago, stuff sat on the market and, mm -hmm. and we were working hard on marketing and finding people. And so we feel like um, that's paid off, and we definitely have seen an increase in interest in the neighborhood. So that's been really fun to see, and the influx of families. And mm -hmm. I think that says more than anything about just the stabilization of the neighborhood, that people want to raise a family there, and we have lots of people having babies and not moving immediately. Right. And so... And that's interesting, I think. Uh, the, the That element of people coming in, completing these big rehabs... And then not just putting them right back up for resale, you know, right. staying in the neighborhood, yep. building their family foundation mm -hmm. around the, the home that they've spent this time and effort on. And it becomes a labor of love, but also something that they feel a connection to after the fact. And I've exactly. seen that as well. Yeah. 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 So the baby boom, as we call it, has been has been really fun. And neighborhood events, you know, five years ago, it was a bunch of 20 somethings. I'm going to pretend like I was 20-something years ago. <laughs> and now it's babies everywhere and right. kids running around. And, you know, we stood back in an event last year. We're like, oh, my gosh, where did all these kids come from? It's amazing. <laughs> so it's been really good. And older residents in the neighborhood are also like, oh, my gosh, it's so good to see kids here again because it's been 30 years since right. there were kids running around. So it's been fun. What's Pendleton Heights going to look like in five years, ten years? We're going to have a whole lot of teenagers running right. around. we got to figure out what to do they with They might them. be causing a ruckus if they don't have somewhere to go spend their time constructively on weekends. Yeah, right? nice. hopefully their parents have given them a job and they're all mowing someone's lawn. Right. We'll see. Or there's some nice little stores they can work at. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but, yeah, so SDN has, and their expansion has been great for kids in the neighborhood and hey. the Crossroads schools downtown, and so... Um, hopefully with the addition of the Crossroads High School, we'll continue to see families stay in the neighborhood. Yeah. Well, that, that would be a pretty neat thing to see. And it I think you be. are starting to see it already, but, yeah. uh, for that, for that to continue and that trajectory to keep going up, I think it would only, I mean, I guess my thought is it would be a real boon for the families that are already there. And even those yeah. that, that aren't families yet, but they bought property and they've invested in there already. Uh, it's gotta be reassuring. I would imagine to see that the work that they put into it, that the blood, sweat, and tears that you put into these rehabs uh, is paying dividends in, in the form of families moving in. Yes, um, Is for that sure. something that you've noticed? And every time we see a vacant house not vacant anymore, the neighbors around, like, have a party. It's so exciting. So it's just been really fun to see, you know, a block that used to have three vacant houses on it and now has one vacant house, and there are two new families who are breathing life into that street. So it's just been, it's been good to see that progress.
Awesome. Well, uh, speaking of vacant houses, I guess we should probably talk about the update that we touched base on before we started here uh, relating to the, the house over on uh, Brownell, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be long and complicated. You could go to the Northeast News website and follow all of our coverage of that home and the work that KCU is doing with their master plan development district. We won't belabor the point and get into the details or wait around in the weeds on that one because we'll be here all day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but one of the elements of that was that home on Brownell was going to be moved over and I believe to just on the edge of Maple there. It's been mm -hmm. a while since I've looked at this all, but yeah, yeah. Um, as I understand, that's kind of still a work in progress. The deadline yeah. has been extended and you yep. are Yeah, we had another meeting with KCU last week and met with the developer, so it sounds like we have a plan in place. Um, we're working on site plans right now so that we can get through approvals and then start the fun of the city and reparceling and house moving permits and all of those things but so how um, close does it feel at this point I mean I know you don't want to put a percentage on it or anything like yeah, that no it feels very close at this point it's just a matter now of walking through the process so conceptually everybody's at the table and excited and ready to move forward and now the paperwork and design and permitting begins. Excellent. Well, I know that uh, this one is, I, we were kind of talking uh, before we started here about uh, how much attention has been on this this project and, and the development uh, since really it would have been like last summer, yeah. continuing on even until now. What was the biggest thing you learned, I think, during this process? I think just that you have to be diplomatic and make decisions with a group for the best that you can and it, it is what it is right. so you know you're never going to be able to make everybody happy that's impossible and you work within a set of constraints and navigate them to the best of your ability so right. you know I think it was it was hard for everybody and people were very passionate and still are and mm -hmm. we're totally respectful of that and you know at the end of the day we had to take a set of circumstances right. and whoever was at the table and navigate it the best we could for the most benefit to the parties involved. Right. And I, I think some of that stuff was, um, you know, some of that stuff is just so far out of your hands. You know, you can Absolutely. only do so much. And I think if, I mean, I had a chance to talk to you about that. I talked to a ton of people about that thing and I kind of did get a sense of that. Um, but if you're not there every day, if you're not working for a newspaper and going down to these meetings and seeing the the tenor of the comments that people are saying and things of that nature and seeing the back and forth maybe that can be lost in transition yeah so for sure an element of life that is all about compromise and we can spend our whole lives being mad and it doesn't gain us much so you know our my goal is to stay calm and be diplomatic and try to make the best of every situation that we end up in and um it's just kind of how we navigate it. Right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I want to remind everybody before we, we break away for yeah. today, this weekend, September 16th, that's this Saturday. That's this Saturday. Now, can you lay down the times then? Yeah, sure. So, 3 o'clock, bike workshop. Okay. 4 o'clock, family fun ride. Back from there, 5-ish, party games, picnics, Harmony Project at 6.30, and the movie at dusk. Cool. And if you haven't had a chance to see the Harmony Project kids... They're pretty cool. So, They're awesome. Yeah. It's been a great addition to our neighborhood, and a lot of kids from the Northeast participate. So if nothing else, come out for that performance. Right, or, or see your own child. Right? If, yeah, You, know, you shouldn't sure. have to be convinced to do that. But Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much. That's uh, this Saturday, the 16th, Party in the Park with Pendleton Heights. Yeah. Should be a blast. Thank you for yeah. taking the time. Absolutely, thank you. Right. That's a wrap for the latest edition of the Northeast Newscast. Thank you once again for listening, and thank you to Jessica Ray of the Pendleton Heights Neighborhood Association for joining us on this episode.
This week's edition of the Northeast Newscast is brought to you by the Kansas City Renaissance Festival. Open 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. every weekend through October 15th, rain or shine. Enjoy free parking, theme weekends, 20 stages of live entertainment, and dozens of family-friendly activities. To learn more or to plan your trip to the Kansas City Renaissance Festival, visit kcrenfest.com.